Welcome. We are so glad you have joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Thank you. I just want to pray before we we sit down. And um, I'm just very conscious that um, not everybody is a mother and uh, not everybody is happy um, today being separated um, from their families or estranged from their children and grandchildren. And I just want to um, pray God's blessing and favour. And over the words that I say that it will bring encouragement and life and help and strength to you regardless of where you are right now, whether you're a parent or not. So let's pray. Father God, I thank you that you see us, you know us, and you love us. I pray, Holy Spirit that you will flow over your people right now, over my brothers and over my sisters. I pray, God, for every person in this room and within hearing of my voice, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will cut through the enemy's attacks, the lies, the schemes, the hurts, the pains. And I pray, God, that you will lift us to a place to receive from you to receive your love as we bring you our burdens. You are our burden bearer, that you will lift off the heavy weights on people's hearts right now and that your peace and your love will settle and the grace of God. And I pray, God, that wherever those kids are, wherever those grandkids are, that you send your Holy Spirit, minister to them. Lord, just uh, bring them back to you. God, bring people into their hearts and their lives that will speak love, hope and peace in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, folks. Please take your seats. I've um, I've titled um, my message this morning, Knowing When to Let Go. It's uh, one of those biggie lessons that we, we, we all need to, to learn um, in life. And uh, today, traditionally, is Mother's Day. We have a Women's International Women's Day that's earlier in the year. We celebrate Father's Day as well. But today we honour our mums. And I think it's a lovely tradition to, to take time to honour and thank the women in our lives, our mothers, our grandmothers, our aunties, those women that have shaped our lives and that have provided so beautifully in our upbringing and continue to do so. Um, these are We have many amazing women here in Bayside Church. You know, a lot of our women are working in the community. They work as doctors. They work as nurses, vets business owners, they work in local council, they are training in our school, teaching in our schools, training in our TAFEs and lecturing in our universities. They are raising children, running households and working alongside their husbands. They are grandmothers supporting their adult children and grandchildren and some are even great-grandmothers. Yay to you. (laughs) And um, Many of them, of our women, they are team leaders working within our kids' church, on our frontline teams, our worship teams, running connect groups. Um, They are leading um, in all sorts of areas within our church in in admin and doing wonderful jobs behind the scenes. I want to just say a special thank you to a young woman that is excelling at the moment in all sorts of ways, and that's Tanil. Tanil Pali, where are you, Tanil? Up 
the back, taking photos. Tanil has a, a very creative flair and she's resourced these beautiful handcrafted soaps and does all these wonderful decorations. And, and uh, Mary Sarah and others in the, in, the, uh, in the office really have helped to pull all that together. Thank you so much, girls. So today we honour all women and we say thank you for, for who you are Thank you for all that you do. And uh, today is, it's a good tradition because it teaches our young and not so young to respect and stop and appreciate all women. Um, especially, um, it's, we, we understand now that it's essential um, for a happy life and, and to have a healthy relationships, respect is essential to develop a healthy uh, mindset and relationships going forward. But sadly, since the fall of Adam and Eve, relationships between men and women have experienced stress, strain and a lot of misunderstanding. <laughs> sadly, also domestic violence is the result of broken lives, broken men and women who don't know their true identity in Christ or the freedom that Christ has set them free Let's um, look for ways to complement and complete each other instead of compete with competing with each other. Today, as I said, we want to. I just want to have a brief look at what actually makes a mother. Who are they? Who are we? Um, we are primarily homemakers. Mothers are nurturers. They're comforters, teachers. Disciplinarians, correctors, caregivers, exhorters, cheerleaders, chefs, chauffeurs, coaches, first aid experts. <laughs> you name it and the list goes on and on and on and you can add many more to that. Um, we are also the, had the privilege of carrying and bringing new life into the world. God has entrusted that to us and we are the real heart of the home. It's not just the kitchen. <laughs> or the stove. We are the real heart of the home and a soft place to land when life is cruel. The first 10 years, um, we've been told over and over, are the nurturing years in, in the development of our lives. The second 10 are the identity years. And this is where we, can, we see that both um, the role of mum and dad play an essential part in creating stability and emotional health and well-being in the development of a child. Um, so never underestimate your role as an influencer in your family. As a man, as a husband, as a father, as a mum, as an auntie, as a spiritual mum, you have a role to play. You have a significant part to passing on the, what you have learnt, what you have experienced, and it's, it's like gold in the, in the lives of those that are watching. You never know who's watching you and the influence that you have just as you do your daily, daily life. But the hard thing about being a mother or a parent, as I said, is knowing when to let go why? Because the world is a scary, dangerous place. <laughs> and sometimes, I, I've done this, I've just wanted to wrap my kids in cotton wool and go and live off the grid somewhere. 
you know, I, I watch them. Sometimes I watch those programs, and they've got some really crazy people that uh, that are going off grid and and uh, you know going to live, and them they are hills, you know, like they're just really isolating themselves. And isolation um, and that kind of is never healthy, and it doesn't. Uh, it's not the answer. Um, God wants us to live free of fear and guilt right where we are in this community and in our ordinary lives. So how do we learn to parent or to live with less fear? You can learn. The first part that I want to encourage you is that you can learn to live with less fear and less guilt. Um, Fear will make you controlling, trying to control the environment around you and everyone in it. Keep everybody safe. Keep everybody under your control. But that makes for a whole set of problems. People usually bust out. They will break out. That's re- you know religion does that. Puts a whole lot of rules and hedges around and thou shalt not and you will not and 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 all it does is make people break out. But when you have open hearts, open hands, when you have a relationship built on trust and mutual respect. You can experience life but live with healthy, developing healthy boundaries internally so that you don't have to impose external boundaries on a person. But from, the goodness, from what you know is in, intuitively right and wrong, you will develop um, good, healthy um, boundaries. A guilt... Um, will make you overcompensate. Overcompensate with gifts and fun activities um, when you're away from your children. We see this with sometimes with working mothers or absent um, fathers or um, when, where they're away or working through the separation, shared custody of children, that there can be an overcompensation trying to, you're feeling guilty for the time that's been apart. But that doesn't help either. Because that creates um, entitled children, you know, entitled people. They think, oh, I'm just entitled to gifts and that makes them sort of, that's not healthy either. Um, Grandmothering, grandparenting, it's a whole lot easier and a and, and a whole lot harder at the same time <laughs> is what I have found. And it also can be quite painful if, as I said, as I prayed earlier, when you are strained and you are separated and there's been a breakdown for whatever reason in relationships. But God sees that. He loves you and he wants to minister into your heart healing and comfort and strength today. When I think about grandparenting and I look at my grandchildren, it's like double the love because you can see your own child inside your grandchild. And it is truly amazing. <laughs> it's everything that people say it is and it's like double the love. It's, it's, it's amazing. But what I found too is those same old fears and guilt responses are still there <laughs> when you go to grandparent your children it's all still there if and you need to give that to god you need to grow through that and the guilt our fear responses are all there because we know so much now we've got all these years of understanding and knowledge and we know exactly where that behavior goes <laughs> and and you you know it's it the fight 
to um, stop going down that guilt and fear response, but to, to is is really really strong, and so that's where we need to take that to God, because fear will make you crazy, and guilt will make you miserable, <laughs> and that's not how we're meant to live. We're meant to live in freedom. We're meant to live with an open heart and receiving all uh, the love and the comfort and the strength that God wants to go um, give us. Just in my own experience, um, I am a homemaker. I am a pastor. I stay local. I've done a few trips overseas, but I'm basically a builder and and that's my role and I love that. I... I um, I do like what I said, like the mother in the house. I know that's that seems a rather big, a big title, but I do love being home. I love my home. I love my family. I love the church family. That's my role. We are builders, local builders. My sister spoke here last week. She's a goer, as you might have those who heard her. You might might understand. She goes overseas and travels, and there's ministry and missionary um, outreach. Everybody has a gift that God has put within you and a place for you to function and to flourish, whether you're a man or a woman, that um, knowing and, and grasping who you are and knowing what God has planned you to do will help you to um, fulfill that role. But as a homemaker, I tried really, really hard to let my children be children for as long as they needed to be. Because this world, um, as I say, there's a lot of dangerous, scary things out there. And they were trying to rob our children of their youth and of their innocence and the, the visual, the uh, media. You've got to be vigilant with these things. It's not the same as it used to be. It's not as safe as it used to be. But um, I did that to um, to a point, you know, like in creating that haven at home and um, I tried really hard to protect our kids, um, even just from a local ministry, from people that we had in our home, that people, we didn't counsel people that were experiencing marriage strife and, and trouble. We didn't bring that into our home. We would meet them somewhere. We would meet them in the office or in their own home. And someone that needed d- deliverance from demonic um, strongholds. We we did that in church. We didn't bring that into our home, and we tried to um, to just give them that opportunity to because you know to develop into maturity. And as adults, we could reason with them, and they could understand what we were doing. But as time went on, I quickly realised that we had sensitive, intuitive, prophetic children <laughs> that picked up everything. Anyway. And um, and so I, we couldn't always hide. <laughs> Not that we were hiding, but we were trying to just just put a healthy shield between the, you know a need to know basis with things. And that's the same with children. And and then we would find out that you know, and Stephen in particular, <laughs> he would just sort of say, "What's wrong, Mum?" And I've said nothing, and I'm putting on a happy face. But he picked it up, you know, that there was something wrong as they got older. And uh, we were able to pray and, and uh, communicate and give that to God and teach them um, another level of trust and response to God. Um, but we have had to learn not to try to rescue 
our children, not to try to rescue them from the stresses and strains of life, from the difficulties that make them grow. And um, things, and our adult children too, things like um, financial strain, uh, sleep deprivation from having a newborn. You just can't be there sometimes to, to take, take the baby. You know, they've got to go through that. They've got to learn and to grow through these difficult parenting issues. Like the, the difficulty of balancing uh, a blended family and shared custody with children. We have this with our eldest son. We have um, nine grandchildren and three of the oldest are teenagers and they, um, they have been adopted into our family. But we've had to navigate this. We've had to, we are step-grandparents <laughs> and navigating that when there's another set of grandparents. It's complicated. Life's complicated now. It's not perfect, but we are trying really, really hard and positioning them when they came back to Queensland they landed and, and, and Stephen took them to Glow Church and they got them involved in youth, got them involved in worship and the kids are flourishing. Those older um, children, Noah's 16 and Abby's about 14 and a half and Charlie's 12 and a half, they are flourishing in that youth group. But we had to position them. He, he had to position them and create that environment where they could spiritually grow by bringing them and then leading by example and showing them that the local church is is an important part. This is an extended family of God. It's important to have a spiritual home. It's important to let the word of God come and and to do its work um, in your your life. Um, You know, there are times that we have got it terribly wrong and times that we know that God's really helped us and, and we've accomplished that. Just recently, um, on Tuesday, one of our, Naya turned four, one of Tim's uh, middle little girl, she turned four and so we made a flying trip down and I always bring um, presents and they know and they go diving in the bag but I'd f- forgotten that I'd bought two giant um, lollipops and uh, I don't buy lollipops for them I don't buy lollies because they they just kind of bounce off the walls with that that stuff but um, in the bottom of this bag were two giant lollipops and they found them and it was like oh no I can't take them out of their hands or out of their mouths now it's too late and those lollipops unbeknownst to me in the middle was bubblegum it's like you can't give that to children, like little children. It doesn't digest. They just chew it and swallow it. It's like a nightmare. And I felt, I thought, oh, no, big lollipop, big mistake. And um, and I was trying really hard to patch it up with, with Tim and Lydia. I was like, oh, really sorry, as they're bouncing off the walls. And, and, and so we took them outside and jumped on the trampoline with <laughs> to try and get some of this get all the wiggles out, let's get all the wiggles out, you know, and so we jumped and, and played and threw balls and threw frisbees and, oh, goodness me. So we are still, we are learning and uh, and it's it's just one of those things, you know. They have to learn to get on with mean neighbours that don't like the sound of playing children and they won't throw their balls back when they go over the fence. You know, they've got to learn to deal with all this this adult um, responsibilities. But as I say, 
God wants us to develop healthy thinking patterns. And I talked about how do we let it go. Um, I was talking, I've been reading a book by Dr. Carolyn Leaf um, called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. And it's, um, it's, a really good, it's a really good book. And um, there's a quote in there, Emma remind me of. It says, our brains, she says, our brains are soft-wired, not hard-wired. In other words, we can change. We can grow. We can learn. What's happened to you um, isn't permanent. God can bring healing. Even through trauma, traumatic experiences, the power of the Holy Spirit coming on your life can bring freedom, it can bring release, and it can transform your thinking and renew your mind. So I've just got a couple of um, quick um, points here that I'd just like to, to leave with you. Number one is gather your messy thoughts. Well, if you are struggling with anxiety... Um, that this is over. This has just been like a huge right across COVID, right across our nations, and um, particularly over Australia. More and more people have been struggling with the uncertainty of the future, and and just who do I trust? What do I listen to? There's like this floating anxiety, and whether you, when you just leave it floating, it's um, it often the enemy can just use that just to rob you of your peace. It's just just like this slow drain but when you bring those thoughts captive and you are able to then bring them into the light and the truth of God's word it starts to process through those those feelings sometimes you've got to write them down if there is something um, troubling you a thought that will not go away an experience that has um, bothered you, that you wake up thinking about it or you're dreaming about it, often it's time to write it down and then ask yourself, why am I feeling like this? Um, I did a Living Wisdom course with Daphne Austin years ago and she, when she was talking about these kind of, this, this kind of messy thinking and she said, if we face it, trace it and replace it. There's three simple steps to help you get to sleep at night or if you've woken up with a dream and you're able to face it. What is this? Um, You know, I'm feeling this and be honest with your feelings. God's not afraid of, of our feelings and our emotions or our experiences. Trace it. Where does this come from? Is this from God? I don't think so. This is something that the enemy is using to hassle me. And then we can replace it with the word of truth and the word, the word of God. And then you're able to let it go. Open hands, open heart. That's what I love with when we come to worship. I encourage, that's why we encourage everybody to, to, to participate in worship, to open your hands, open your heart, and let the Holy Spirit deal. Because when we lift Jesus up, you know, the Bible says to um, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And there is a pattern there. When we come in worship and praise and honour, we're able to um, really push the enemy back. Um, the truth um, transforms our thinking. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
There's a quote here from Seth Adam Smith. He says, You cannot defeat darkness by running from it, nor can you conquer your inner demons by hiding from them. In order to defeat darkness, you must first bring it to the light. There's another couple of scriptures. So once you have um, captured your thoughts, once you have acknowledged what's happening, written it down, then you activate Activate the word of God. In um, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 it says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Did you hear that? We take captive every thought. Um, the the mind, um, James um Romans 8, 6 says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. That's the goal. The goal is to get our mind governed by the spirit of life and peace. As I said in James 4, 7, we submit ourselves to God. We resist the devil and he must flee. As a child of God... You have that kind of authority. You have that ability to take his name and to use it and to defend um, yourself. We partner together with the truth of God's word over our mind, over our emotions, over our spirit. And He, we do that exchange. We give him, we present our burdens, the things that are, the thoughts of our mind and our heart, and he gives us the, the peace and the love of God fills our minds and our hearts. There's another scripture here um, in Isaiah 54, 17. It says, No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from God, he declares. No weapon forged to, um, uh, to be used against you will succeed. You will refute it. Um, and anyone who tries to accuse you, this is the Lord. Um, this is what the Lord will do for his servants. He says, I will vindicate them. Can you see this? It's Jesus has won the victory. We declare it by faith and God vindicates us. It's a simple process. <clears throat> There's an old song that um, used to be sung, and this has been going over and over in my heart and spirit all week. And um, Ross and I, <laughs> had we, we croaked it out one morning. And um, some of you may remember it. It's called, um, You Have Won the Victor's Crown. You know, um, let me pick a key. You have won the victor's crown. You have conquered all the sin and death. Your name is lifted high and reigns through all the earth. Every demon spirit in hell always trembles when your name is heard. Sing it if you know it. And we, your church, and force your victory in the world. For the glory of your name, the splendor of your name, none can compare to the power of your name. You are Jesus. 
You are Lord. You are God. I know. That's an old song. (laughs) I really debated whether to do that. But I felt that if you sing it, people will stop and listen. Rather, if you speak it, sometimes they tune out. (laughs) The truth of that old song is worth remembering. We honour and praise and worship Jesus. And then we declare it's his victory. And then it says, and we, your church, enforce your victory in the world. We then use our mouth and we declare that victory is mine. It's over my family. It's over my thought life. It's over my future. And then God, Father God, vindicates us. He does the work. Do you get it? (laughs) It was worth singing it. So... It's just, if you remember nothing else of what I've said, I just encourage you to take that principle. Jesus has won the victory for you. It cost him Calvary. It cost him everything. And we need to take responsibility and declare that, pray that, speak it over ourselves. Take responsibility to clean up our messy thinking. Bring it to the foot of the cross. Let the word of God transform our thinking. Let him renew our mind. And this is the confidence that we have that when we can we approach him, that he will give us what we ask in his name. And then Father God, with all the power of heaven, will vindicate. And that's how we um, overcome. That's how we learn to let it go. There's a lot of things in life we can carry around for years. It's called baggage. (laughs) And we don't have to. You know, we just assume that we all carry baggage. But we can leave it here this morning. You can let it go and let that Christ's victory be yours, surrendering our fears, surrendering our guilt, the burdens to God. We receive in, in exchange, open hands, open heart. We receive his forgiveness. Because there is um, neither Jew nor Greek, nor bond nor slave, nor male nor female, we are all one in Christ. We belong to Christ and we are co-heirs of Abraham, his seed, according to his promise. We do need to teach our children well, lead them by example, show them what God is like by, by the way that we treat them. That's the best um, thing you can do, loving, protective, never abusive, never cold or distant or too busy to listen, but just being available. It's amazing. Um, you're already doing a lot better than you think. God helps us. Um, let's take them to church. Let them know they need to belong to a family of God and they can. They can belong and they are entitled to feel part of, of the body of Christ. So just to recap, to number one, gather your messy thoughts. Number two, reflect, why am I feeling like this? Write it down, bring it to the truth, bring it to the light and then activate that truth. Bring every thought captive under the lordship of Jesus Christ. I just want to, to pray as I finish this morning. And I just want you to, like I've been saying all morning, open hands, open heart. 
there's something about doing that. Just opening your hands. It's just something, it's, it's opening up your mind, opening up your heart to receive. Sometimes you've got to give it first. You've got to give those burdens. You've got to give those, those thoughts, those messy thoughts, the baggage that you've been carrying. Thinking that that's normal, well, it's not. You can be free. You can live free of the guilt and the shame, the, the, um, the fears, that, um, the expectations of others. And, and, and serve the Lord as your, the audience of one. We give and receive in worship. Capture our emotions and our thoughts. Activate the truth of God's word. And I want to do this over, to pray this over yourself and over your family and your extended family. Um, you may not all be parents, but we, we are somebody's daughter, somebody's brother, somebody's cousin, somebody's auntie. And why don't you pray for your family? Why don't you stand with me? And let's believe God and pray over our families. And just in that gesture, opening your hands in front of you. Will you do that this morning? Father God, we come to you in full surrender and we just let it go. We let it go. The pain, the disappointment, the misunderstandings, things that have robbed from us, we give it to you. And in exchange, we say we put our trust and our hope in you. And we activate the truth of your word that you love us, that you have peace of mind and heart. You have good gifts you want to give your children right now. I pray that they, we all will receive the gift the Holy Spirit right now. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive His grace. Receive His love. Receive His forgiveness. Receive the blessing of God that adds a richness and no sorrow with it. Father God, activates and vindicates on your behalf what has been robbed, cheated, stolen from you. We entrust that to you, Lord God. Vindicate. Turn it round for good, Lord. It's beyond your control. We give it to you. Open hands, open heart, in full surrender, in full trust. We are vulnerable to you, Lord God. Thank you for joining us. Bayside Christian Church Community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or on our social media pages at Bayside Christian Church.